right, Brian, let's talk about our origins here for a moment. I know we both have some similar stories, but I even think this is a great way to help either our audiences, even ourselves, how to leverage each other's story. Yeah. Let's talk about the origins of Brian. Um, if you can recall or recollect some of your story back when you were a child, I don't know how old you were, but we can start from there. Mm. I guess my earliest memories would be uh, kindergarten. Kindergarten? Yeah. What, did you, what do you see? What do you remember? Uh, just being around other students, man, other kids, someone other than family, you know, uh, the environment. Some good and some bad, of course. Um, so I was really bow-legged, like really bow-legged. Oh. Like, you know, you know what that is? Yeah, I don't, I don't see your legs like that. I know, right? It, but it was really bad. And you can see it when you look in pictures of me. Mm. But in kindergarten, I couldn't sit. They call it Indian style with your legs folded. Yeah. I just, I couldn't do that. You couldn't do that. But I had a teacher who one day she pushed my legs down. She tried to force them down. So that's one of my- Is early, that child abuse? Bro, it was definitely abusive. <laughs> what? Because <laughs> it, it hurt it. it. It did hurt. Wow. Uh, but that's one of my um, my earliest memories as far as, you know, um, experiences go. Okay. So you <laughs> you remember that. <laughs> um, you did mention that you went from school to school, a lot of transitions. Talk a little bit about that. What, what do you remember from- Yeah. So oddly- and here's something strange about that that elementary uh, that that kindergarten story is that was the first school that I had ever went to. Okay. The first elementary school, kindergarten school. But in between, in between kindergarten and completing my elementary uh education, yeah. I probably went to about 10 different schools. Mm. But 5th grade, I ended up right back at that school. Okay. So that was the last elementary school that I went Come to. Come full circle, almost. Full circle. It was the first <laughs> elementary school and the last elementary school that I went to. Okay. Um, but yeah, I probably went to about 10 different schools in between. Middle school, about four, four or five different schools. Did you deal with any bullies? I was never bullied. Okay. I was never bullied. Uh, for the most part, I think I got along with everybody. Mm. Uh, you know, I stayed to myself. Uh, and being going from different environments, it allowed me to be able to get different perspectives of people and be able to socialize and get along with a lot of people. Okay. And, and that has been an advantage for me as an adult, you know, okay. like I can blend into different environments, not conform to the environment, but just see different mm. perspectives, understand different people and get along with most folks. What's the difference between blending and conf not conforming? Conforming is doing what others want you to do because they want you to do it and you don't want to be, you know, ostracized for not doing it. Yeah. Uh, blending in is, you know, understanding the circumstances, you know, picking and choosing your spots, mm. making the best move that, that that's best for you and, you know, how to get along with others. Oh, interesting. You mentioned juvie to me. Juvenile detention center. What was that experience like? Um, so strangely enough, my first time going to juvie was I was going to that school. I was finishing up my fifth grade, my fifth grade year. Yeah. My last year of um, elementary school, mm. it was the summertime, about to go into middle school. Some of me and my friends, we went into an abandoned house. Yeah. Um, the the owner of the house, she had just passed away, but her son was still responsible for the property. Mm. So there were things in there. And some of me and my friends, you know, just, just being kids, you know, following each other, went into the house. The son came, found us in the house, called the police. We got arrested. So it was trespassing. It was trespassing. We got arrested for trespassing. Man, I was just sharing this with my son the other day. He just turned 11 about three days ago. Yep. Were you the same age? Same age. I was 11 years old. Wow. I was 11 years old. Um, it was the summertime. I turned 11 in July. 
And he asked me, like, what was that experience like? You know, because I'm looking at him at 11. And I think to myself, no one that age, as innocent and young as he is, as little as he is, uh, should ever go to jail, should ever be mm. locked up, no matter the circumstances, right? Uh, so he was explaining to me, like, what was that situation like? And I was telling him that as I was sitting in the back of the squad car with handcuffs on, I was curious. Of course curious. you were. You, weren't, you didn't crazy. know what was going on. I, 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 didn't, I wasn't afraid, though. Like, I was curious. Like, I really wanted to know, like, there was this inkling inside of me, like, what is jail really like? Is it as, <laughs> is it as You're bad? You're about to find out. I know about to, <laughs> is, it, is it as bad as they say it is? You know? Wow. Um, will, I, will I really be afraid? Is there anything that's going to hurt me or harm me when I get there? And I remember talking to my friends in the back of the squad car, like, I want to see what it's like. Wow. And I went there. And the thing is, I ended up spending about 30 days in jail. Okay. I spent my whole summer in jail. And I, I also explained to my son, it went from curiosity to crying. Because when oh, I wow. was there, it, there's nothing like being separated from your family. Wow. You know, being isolated. Was uh, it separate, separation anxiety? Yeah. 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 It was abandonment. Mm. It was um, confinement. You know, and, and I shared all, with, all this with him for him to learn from my experience. Be curious about a lot of things in life, but being incarcerated it's not something that we want to promote, you know, mm. something we, we don't want to put ourselves in situations where we're going to be taken away from our loved ones and restrained and confined and imprisoned. Yeah. So really that conversation for me and him was about him, um, our choices, yeah, the choices that we make, the, choice matters. the things that we do, the people we're around will influence, you know, whether we have our freedom or not. It's interesting because Brian, you were looking at Brian. Brian, yeah. <laughs> And he's just, he's just like me. You know, he think like me. He's got a million questions. Wow. He's willing to take risk. Mm. He, very, he has very little fear, right? You know, here's what's strange about Lil B. He has fear of spiders and bugs. Yeah. But he has no fear of, you know, the, hmm. the major things like <laughs> taking risk versus reward and mm. sports and jumping off a roof or, you know, something crazy like that. Interesting. The big things... Don't frighten him. It's little huh. things. It's bees. <laughs> the <spiders>. bees. <laughs> yeah, the bees. Well, that's awesome. So if we could uh, leverage your story, what would you say? Mm. The environment matters. Yeah. You know, the environment matters. For me, I ended up in that situation because I, I was following my friends. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, I knew better and I knew I shouldn't have been in there. But, you know, at the same time, um, every decision that we make isn't going to be, you know, the best decision. Yeah. But I've actually been able to take from that because what it did for me at such an early age was I knew that I didn't want to be confined. Mm. As I as I sat in that cell for, you know, days and weeks and eventually a month, yeah. it made me realize that, hey, this is not somewhere I want to be. You know, so when it came time to get in the car with my homie who, who may have had something illegal on him mm. or get in the car with someone that I knew had a stolen car, yeah. I knew where that led. And I didn't want that confinement, right? Wow. So my experience coming as early and unfortunate as it was, for me, it was a learning lesson. Wow. You know. That's awesome. What we, what we experience is we, we experience a lot of adults who, who may not have an encounter mm -hmm. with the law until they're in their 20s or 30s. Right. And it's more detrimental then. Why? Because you may have responsibilities. Mm -hmm. You may have a full-time job. 
you have a family, you have children, real responsibilities. Yeah. You know, so the consequences are going to be more graver, right? It's not just you suffering the brunt of your mm. decisions. Yeah. For me, learning that lesson at an early age, you know, by the time I hit my 20s, I was clean and straight. You know, I was on a narrow path. You learned quick. I learned quick. Mm -hmm. You know, I knew what the consequences were. You know, once I got responsibilities like a job and a family, I knew what I was putting at risk by, you know, you know, doing things that I shouldn't be doing. Makes sense. That was awesome, by the way. So, Joe. Yeah. Australian native, right? So I was born in Australia, but my family isn't from Australia. Okay. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about, you know, what was that like, that upbringing? As early as you can remember. Yeah, I wrote, <laughs> I was there in September last year, and it brought all the, all these memories back. I remember being in an apartment with my grandmother and my granddad. I call him granddad, but he wasn't even related to me. He was mm. a guy that my grandmother was dating at the time. But I, I resonated with him. I connected with him, and he was like my fatherly figure. So, what I remember is those two figures in my life who have been that stability foundation. Now, my granddad who wasn't my granddad, was an alcoholic. He died um, drinking too much. Did you know him? Did you get to meet him? Uh, yes. So I, I got to know him. I knew him. He actually impacted my life. When he passed away, it really like put me in a grieving state. How old were you? I was 10 at the time, I think, if I recall. Okay. Almost 11, like little B's age. So you had a relationship? Definitely had a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I instantly saw that he cared for me. I could tell. Yeah. Okay. Instantly. So was alcoholism something that uh, your grandmother or anybody else suffered from? or It was, was just my, this guy who was my granddad at the time. He, um, I think he was drinking because he, here is a guy who came from the Fiji Islands, moved to a city, has access to some substance. And it's a way to, you know, connect with men and in the pub and all that kind of stuff. Okay. And I think he, he, you know, had one and then it turned into two and then it kept going to more than that. It escalated. <laughs> it escalated, yes, definitely. Tell us a little bit about your um, your grandmother's new uh, partner, the guy that you grew up with as granddad yeah, so after that's, your original grandfather that's passed. The, that's the actual granddad. I'd never had original granddad. Oh, so, okay, so. The, <laughs> it's confusing. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Okay, yeah. so you don't remember your. <laughs> I call him granddad because he, he cared for me that way. Okay. Yeah, that's why I say, I say granddad, but he wasn't really related to me. Yeah. He Are actually you, named me. Did he? Yeah. He called me Joe because his name was Joelly or okay. jo, Joel. Okay. Yeah, Joel is how you say it. Joelly in Fijian. But he names me Joe, but then my mom was like, well, I think it was my grandma or my mom said, no, call him Joseph. Call him Joseph. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that was from birth? That was from birth. Awesome. That in of itself was crazy. I found out about 10 years ago through my brother, who's my half-brother, told me how I was born. Did I tell you this story? No, I don't think so. This was 10 years ago, man. I was in the military. I went back home. My, my brother and I went for a run, and he tells me my origin story. How how much older is your brother? He is like, he's almost 10 years younger than me. Oh, he's your younger brother. How, how does your younger brother know your exactly. story? So my my stepdad told my younger brother. Okay. Then my younger brother told me. This okay, <laughs> is how crazy it was. Tell, tell us. We're going for a run. And he goes, Joe, do you remember how you, did anyone tell you how you were born? Or like how you came into this world? And I was like, wait, No. What, what do you mean? <laughs> like, how do you know? Yeah, how do you know? <laughs> so he tells me, 
crazy story. And I love my mom. I love my grandmother. To the, you know, they're, they're amazing. But it was a crazy story, man. Uh, my mother, you know, had a relationship previous to my stepdad. And I don't think my mom knew she was pregnant. Mm. And Fijian culture, they wear loose clothing. So she mentioned that she fell pregnant or she was pregnant when um, I think she was six months pregnant. She was six months pregnant because she could start to tell, okay. <laughs> as you can imagine. Started to show. She never went to a doctor. She never went and saw anybody. She kept it to herself. Mm. She never told my grandmother. Even when she knew? Even when she knew. My grandmother, okay, so kind of origin story of my grandmother. My grandmother moved to Australia in the 70s with my, with my mother. Okay. And she, I think she was 18 when she moved in, my mom. <coughs> and my grandmother was, my grandmother and my mother were working at a hotel. Okay. As cleaners. And this is where my mom met this guy. Okay. Long story, fast forward, short. <laughs> my grandmother knew that my mom was pregnant with me when her water broke. Uh. Her water broke. My grandmother, in shock, as you can imagine, uh-huh. faints. Pass out. Passes out because of shock. So how old is your mom at this time? She was 21. Okay. And I'm sure it would have been chaotic. Uh, that's all I heard from my, my younger brother. <laughs> that's what's happened. <laughs> my origin uh, stories came with shock and all. Okay. Um, dramatic, and dramatic fashion. It was definitely dramatic. Um, love my mom, though. Mother is somehow she pushed through even without, you know, my dad being around. And um, the fact that she met my stepdad now, well, my stepdad back then, that guy has been so influential in my life. And I would say, you know, how people could leverage my story. If you're a young man who is dating someone that has a child, like you have the opportunity to make a big impact on that young man or young lady's life. Because I look back now and I wasn't easy on my stepdad. I'll tell you that now. It's because of the void I was carrying and all the things that, so many answers that I was looking for, I couldn't find. Yeah. And through that journey, I was really connected to to God mm. because I didn't have a father. I was able to connect to a an entity at the time because I was constantly searching and yearning. And I felt his presence through my grandmother, through my granddad who wasn't related to me. So, Were you raised in a believing household? I was. Like going to church and all? Yeah, I was. It was in the, in the Methodist church, uh, very traditional, people wearing their suit and tie, that, that type of setting. Uh, it really shaped me and, you know, being in that community, the Fijian community really shaped me, made me the man I am today. The fact that I can be friends with anybody and everybody because we're, we're known to be that way. We're just, you know, island time and, you know, yeah, we just go with the flow, yeah. you know. Drinking kava. Um, drinking yeah. <laughs> we are, we, we can be hardworking though. I do know that Fijians are known to be good hard workers. Um, so I think I got some of that as well. So, but that's my story. Man, thank you for sharing, man. Yes, sir. I agree with it all, man. <laughs> you can get along with anybody. Oh, real. that's good. That's good yeah. to know. <laughs>